welcome into this episode of the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. Today is just me, Gabby Hyduke, and our video editor, Alec Bussey. How's it going, Alec? It's going well. Um, having a pretty lazy day, trying to not do too much schoolwork. I'll probably do some after the podcast, though, and uh, hammer that out and see where else the day takes me, I guess. Love to see it. Well, I know we were both pretty busy this afternoon. Um, Adam Miller, five-star guard out of Morgan Park, committed to Illinois back in November 2019 at the Jordan Store in Chicago. Now signs his national letter of intent. Totally committed to Illinois, 100%. We know there were speculations. We know there were rumors, but we have it. Adam Miller is going to Illinois. Signed today over Instagram Live. I mean, what does this mean for Illinois, Alec? I mean, I feel like we've hit on it a lot about what Adam means as a player joining this program. But now that you, you know, officially have him inked to Illinois, all that speculation's gone. And it allows you to really kind of get a better grasp, I think, of what this Illinois roster is going to look like heading into the 2020-2021 season in Champaign. I mean, there's a good feeling around the program. I think I expect Kofi to come back to Illinois. And if that's the case, I think you're looking at a pretty similar ceiling for this Illinois team heading into 2020-2021. And I think that's good. The optimism around the program is significantly higher than it was just three, four years ago, especially in the recruiting area. And now it's about seeing if you can get a reclass, whether that's Brandon Weston or Jordan Nesbitt to move to 2020, or you're hitting the transfer market. I mean, Brad has obviously said a lot about how much he likes sit-out guys, and there's rumors about players being potential sit-outs, whether it's Francis Okoro, um, a center from Oregon, or just other players around the country. And now you, you're really starting to see this shape the shaping of a program and it's coming at a good time for Illinois and Adam Miller's going to be a big part of that. I think Iowa was the first one to really start to build the program back. And you could see Adam Miller be the one that becomes the player that everyone kind of recognizes for the first time in an Illinois uniform on a national stage on a consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about it enough on the podcast and, you know, in our articles with daily Illini, we've chatted just, you know, outside the consensus was Adam Miller was going to sign eventually started to feel a little worried, you know, just hearing, Oh, maybe Michigan rumors. And then, you know, him saying on Twitter a couple weeks back, I I'm still signing just kind of, or just hearing rumors that he was still signing, just waiting because of coronavirus things, which is understandable. I mean, we're living in a world that's very, we don't really know what's going on day to day. So it definitely makes sense to take the time you need. Um, he even mentioned in his Instagram live today, he just wanted, health and safety surrounding his signing today to have a a few friends, a few family, you know, obviously limited because of our, you know, stay at home orders up in Chicago. But I think it's good to see him still get that time he wanted, you know, right as you hopped on that Instagram live, you see the Illinois banner, you see him, his family, friends all decked out in Illinois gear. And it kind of just like it gives you everybody just a sense of like okay you know what take a deep breath we've heard all these rumors here he is he's 100% committed he's said that several times you know that 100% even said this whole time it's been Illinois and he's just been waiting for his right time so I'm I think we're all glad obviously it finally happened I know we're all waiting and it's good that obviously this is not the moment he probably dreamed of or hoped for but he still got a little bit of that moment today I think another thing that you really have to take out of this is now you're really starting to see the relationships that this Illinois coaching staff has created in the last 
two, three years really come to fruition. I mean, obviously you have Orlando Antigua with his ties to New York and the Dominican Republic. I mean, that's worked out really well, whether it was for Kofi Coburn, whether it was for Andres Feliz, or even Andre Curbelo has family ties to Orlando Antigua. Chen Coleman has Chicago ties when he was the head coach at Winnie Young or working with the Macarvin Fire and being from Chicago. Um, and even now you see Stephen Gentry, the new kid on the block. He's the one who's bringing in kids from Indiana. And the question around Stephen Gentry was his ability to recruit and relationship building and his connections. And he's proven that he has that. And now you're starting to see Brad Underwood really kind of get involved with recruiting too. And when you have a staff that's all together on recruiting and your recruiting pitch is the same, it just makes everything so much easier. And Brad, I think has learned the importance of recruiting in the last year and a half, two years. I mean, you listen to what EJ Liddell said when he was committing to Ohio State and how he had basically no relationship with Brad Underwood, but now Brad Underwood has a great relationship with Luke Goody, who committed to Illinois last week in the 2021 class, and that apparently was a big deal. So you're seeing the staff really come together, and recruiting is becoming significantly easier for Illinois than it was when Brad first got here. Illinois isn't in a situation where they have to take a chance on Matik Fasils, Greggy Boyd-Bedines, or um, – you know, even a Jermaine Hamlin, I think a player like that is probably out of the question for Illinois this summer. I don't see Illinois having a significant late ad like they had last summer. And that says a lot about what a good season for Illinois can do. Um, and winning, winning cures all for whatever reason it just does. And you're seeing Illinois come and have the successes of that when it comes to recruiting. And it's allowed them to have a really good 2020 class and it's going to allow them to have a good 2021 class as well. Well, I think it also helps just in Adam Miller's case, obviously announced his commitment in November and has said that he's been committed ever since. But just being able to see how this season played out and see how the team and the coaches kind of just meshed together. Obviously, we know we started out a little – Illinois was a little shaky, a little on and off, a little up and down, and then they kind of hit their stride that December and then, you know, the rest is history. And I think – having Adam Miller be able to see that, take a few visits and just see that chemistry build. And I mean, you have that pitch to every recruit now. And then you also have a guy like Adam Miller, who even mentioned in his Instagram live today, he's in Brandon Weston's ear every day. That's what he said. And so you have guys like that. And I know Io had talked to guys when he committed and things like that. So once your players are on that level where they want to recruit more and they want to bring their, you know, the talent that they know about to the same school as them. I feel like that's when you really know that this program has hit their stride and Brad Underwood and all of his assistant coaches, like you mentioned, they're all doing something. They're all out there. Steven, like you said, you know, new, and he's out there getting a four-star, someone that Illinois needs for the 2021 class, you know, their first guy in Luke Goody. So I think it's just really important. And just nice to see Brad Underwood and his team just really, you know, hit the ground running with all these recruits. I think another thing you're starting to really see too is Brad recruit players that are going to fit his system and fit the style of basketball that he wants to play in Champaign. I mean, he got his elite traditional point guard and Andre Carbello, a top 10 point guard in the country, a top 55 player in the country, I think, to 24-7's rankings. He's got a knockdown shooter now in Adam Miller, a wing in Adam Miller who's athletic, can get to the basket, albeit he's a little bit inconsistent from behind the arc, but that's something that improves with time. Um, 
those two play off each other really well. Then in 2021, you have Luke Goody. They saw an opportunity with him, and they went after it. When Indiana and Purdue didn't offer, and he has a Michigan State offer, but you don't know how much is behind that Michigan State offer because they're putting more time into other players. Only goes all in on Luke Goody, and they lock him down. Those three players could play together really, really well in 2021, 2022 if Adam Miller's at Illinois for a sophomore season. And there's no – I mean, I'm sure Adam wants to be a one-and-done. What player doesn't want to be a one-and-done and and go to the NBA and make money? But if Adam is in Illinois for a sophomore season, Luke Goody's going to play so well off of Andre Curbelo and off of Adam Miller. And Kofi plays into that as well. He's an elite big who takes up space, who's a rim protector, who – allows Illinois to do a lot of different things that they haven't been able to do in the last five, 10 years in the big 10, because they haven't had a body like that, but they're starting to even get in on 2021 kids there. Mackie Tian is the most notable one, a top 60 big. He's 6'10", 6'11", weighs around 260, 270 pounds. I want to say he's from the New York area as well. I think at least in Northeast for sure. Um, You're seeing Illinois start to, recruit players that fit the system and when you do that and you start to develop a system and a program that's when you start to see traditional success and that's what Michigan State has done in the Big Ten that's what you saw Ohio State do in the early 2000s under Thad Mata and that's what you saw John Beeline do at Michigan in the last five ten years when he was at Michigan that is building a program in the Big Ten you don't build a program in the Big Ten by one and dones players who are going to leave after two years, a year. You have to be experienced in the Big Ten, and you have to have Big Ten bodies to win consistently. And that's what Brad's recruiting. And that's a really good sign for the future of the program. Well, I think that's why this 2020 class is so important, because you have you know, your guy like Adam Miller, who could be a one-and-done. He's similar to Io. Yeah, similar to Io, kind of iffy on the one or two years. Probably wouldn't stay more than two years. But then you have a guy – Andre Corvallo, you know, your four-star pure point guard, very athletic. You have him – you know, I, I feel like you've heard some things compared to, like, a Cassius Winston type of guy, like possibly a four-year guy, probably at least three, I would assume. And so you have that future. You're not – like you said, you're not looking at all these one-and-done guys just to, you know, make a quick run. You're looking at the future, and then you also have a three-star – forward and Coleman Hawkins I mean you're not expecting a ton of production out of from him out of the gates but someone you could also build into that system and develop and put some muscle on his freshman year and so that rounds out you know Brad Underwood's top 15 class of the nation of 2020 and second in the big time behind Michigan and so I think you haven't seen that from Illinois a while you haven't seen them you know in these national rankings and taking these huge steps. And then you're already ahead of the game with Luke Goody in 2021. And he even said, um, I forget who tweeted it, but someone did an interview with him and said, he's already been reaching out to guys who he can recruit, you know, asking Stephen Gentry, who can I recruit? Who can I help to get here? And I think it's just so important to have those guys so bought in without even practicing without even playing with Brad Underwood and his team yet it just really reflects on what they've been doing behind the scenes and another good thing to focus on here too is that the players that they're recruiting want to play at Illinois 
And you can tell that by the way they've spoken about the program. I mean, even today when Adam Miller was signing, he said that I've been an Illinois fan my entire life. When I interviewed him for the story I did at the end of the season, he said, I've been an Illinois fan my entire life. That's the school I grew up watching. That's the school I rooted for. I, I think has said similar things. Andre Corbello is maybe the most outspoken recruit I think I've seen Illinois have in terms of basketball about posted things on social media in orange and blue or using the orange and blue diamond emojis on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. You see Coleman Hawkins. He's always posting edits that people make of him in Illinois uniforms. Like you mentioned with Luke Goody, he's already recruiting kids in the 2021 class. That's huge. That just allows you to build relationships. And that's what recruiting is. It's relationships. Kids don't commit to schools that they don't have a quality relationship with or schools that they don't trust. These kids trust Illinois and they trust this staff to help them develop as basketball players. And that's what's important. And that's why I think that this program is heading in the right direction because they filled the problems that they've had, that they inherited three, four years ago of not having a point guard. They got that. Trent Frazier is a good point guard. Andre Corbello is going to be a really good point guard. They got a big, they got Kofi Coburn. They've set themselves up really well in 2021 to replace Kofi, assuming he goes pro after a sophomore season or a junior season in Illinois. They have a wing now, and Adam Miller, who can shoot. They are getting the pieces that allow you to be successful, and that's why Illinois fans are so excited about where the program's going. And I think they should be excited about where the program's going because the ceiling for the program, we've all seen what the ceiling can be. It's a team that can compete for a Big Ten championship every single year. Go look at the early 2000s. Those teams competed for Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, and at the peak of it, a Final Four and a national championship. Is it fair to expect that every single year? No, it's not. But there's no reason that I can't compete at the top of the, the Big Ten, be a top five Big Ten team every single year. When you have the relationships that you do on this coaching staff, and eventually attrition happens, and coaches are going to leave, and they're going to go to a better school, or they're going to get a head coaching opportunity. But when you have a head coach and Brad Underwood, who wants to be in Illinois, has said he wants to be in Illinois, has said he's not leaving Illinois, you're set up for long-term success. Yeah, that's the thing you think about. I was literally thinking about, as you said it, just Underwood with his contract extension, you know, in the middle of the season, you see that and just him speak out about how happy he is at Illinois, saying that Illinois, he wants Illinois to be kind of like a forever home to him. And so you have that stability in a coaching staff. And I think that really helps the recruiting pitch. But okay, so we got our solidified 2020 class, most likely not going to add another one. We'll see, maybe a transfer. But now we kind of look ahead you know, you have Luke Goody of the 2020 class, but you also, more immediate concern is what's Kofi Coburn going to do? I mean, I know we already talked about this and don't need to go through the details again, but just he, you know, put his name in the draft. He's going to get feedback, hasn't hired an agent. So we don't really know too much of what's going on. Kind of expecting him to hear back that he should take another year at college and develop a little more you know, towards NBA center style, what they're looking for right now, you know, be able to guard the perimeter, be able to shoot a little bit of an outside shot, just be a threat other than down low and just, you know, get a better rim protection. But I think if you bring him back along with Ada Biller and Andre Curbelo, you know, you still have Trent Frazier, Monte Williams, all these guys that are, you know, still returning, obviously, of IO and then a couple transfers. But you look at 
next year's team, if Kofi's there, it's pretty a pretty dangerous team. And then just looking towards the future, like we said, Luke Goody, like, I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on, you know, just Kofi and Adam and Andre, if that chance is there? I think that if Kofi's there, like I said, near the start of the podcast, I think that they're in a very similar spot to where they were in 2019, 2020, in terms of competing for a top five seed in the Big Ten tournament. Um, I think there's going to be growing pains, especially for Adam at the Big Ten level, because, and this isn't meant to sound like a shot to Adam Miller or Morgan Park, but he kind of had the freedom to do what he wanted to within their offense because he is such a dynamic player. Um, And he's going to have more um, reins on what he can do and within the system. And I think that's going to help him as a player in the long run. So he's going to have an adjustment period. I think Andre Corbello is going to have an adjustment period. I think his won't be as difficult as Adam Miller's because Corbello is that pure point guard who has an insane level of court vision, who can find open shooters, who's going to play off the pick and roll really well, assuming with Kofi. Um, I don't think Corbello's transition to college basketball is going to be as difficult as Adam Miller's. But I think once you get to late December, January, after a presumably tougher non-conference schedule with more high-profile opponents, um, you would expect – I mean, Arizona's coming to Champaign. Obviously, you're going to have Mizzou on the schedule. They're going to be a little bit older, more experienced. You'd expect them to be at least a little bit better than they were last year. Obviously, Illinois lost to them. You're going to have an ACC Big Ten challenge opponent. You're thinking it's going to be a higher-level opponent. Probably not Duke or North Carolina. Um, As fun as that would be, I don't expect it to be one of those two schools. Um, You're playing in the Atlantis tournament. So you're going to play higher-level opponents, generally speaking, because you're in – a preseason tournament. And I think once you get to late December, January, Adam Miller and Andre Corbell are going to be adjusted. They're going to be ready to go. You're going to have a senior and Trent Frazier, who is one of your better competitors, I would say, who wants to be a all big 10 defender, potentially big 10 defensive player of the year. Um, I expect Trent to rebound a little bit more offensively in terms of his shooting, because I think that he will have more freedom to shoot the ball now that Io presumably is gone. Adam Alan Griffin is gone. I think that at the start of the season, I think you could see Trent Frazier probably be Illinois' go-to shooter, potentially. Him or one of the two grad transfers, Jacob Granderson or Austin Hutchinson. Um, man, obviously Kofi in the paint. He's probably going to be Illinois' leading scorer. So I think ceiling for the team is probably pretty similar, maybe a little bit lower than what we just saw this most recent season. And I think Illinois fans are pretty pleased with that, being a top 25 team. I think that they would be pretty pleased with that, and I think you're only going to see the program go up. I think that's acceptable to, you know, be okay with. I'll accept it. Um, But I think, just like you mentioned, I don't think we have to expect to, you know, come out in November and December and blowing, you know, top-ranked teams out of the water because, like you said, there's going to be growing pains. But you match that with the amount of veterans that are on the team, you know, Trent, DeMonte – Maybe Kofi, who, you know, you could kind of, with the amount he played this year, he could kind of fit into that veteran leadership role next year. Yeah, That's sure. big. You have Georgie, who's still a leader, whether he's on or off the court. And then you have those two transfers who have played at the college level before, obviously not at, you know, the Big Ten level. But they've had that year to adjust. They've had that year to grow, put on muscle, learn the system. So I, don't, I see them fitting in pretty well. So I think – 
you have that really good balance of like old and new to really help those new guys out and kind of limit those growing pains. But I think at the end of the day, ceiling is really high for that team because you have a lot of high level talent that, you know, hopefully Adam and Andre pan out to what, you know, they're expected to be. Um, it looks like it, they're very dominant players in their own ways. And I think just having like that really pure point guard and Andre Curbelo is going to be so great to see, especially if you bring Kofi back into the mix and just, you know, open up those spots down low with Andre's passing. And then just having an elite shooter and athletic guard in Adam Miller, I think that's something that was a little inconsistent this year. So I think, like you said, Illinois fans, Illinois team, like I think they have a lot to look forward for this year. And I think we've known that for a while, but I think it finally is just like settling in as Adam Miller, you know, signs the NLI, he's going to Illinois, it's official. I think that all just kind of settles in and, you know, gives everybody that sense of calmness coming into this next season. It does, and I don't know if they're completely done in 2020 if reclassifications, whether it's Brandon Weston or Jordan Nesbitt, I think those are the two most logical ones. Um, Potentially, they're both wings that could come in and play right away. Um, They're both in the 2021 class right now, so they would have to reclass and get approved by the NCAA to then come in as a freshman. Weston doesn't have any more IHSA eligibility. He's another Morgan Park kid. He's ranked in the top 80, I think, of 24-7. He is a more likely reclass kid than Jordan Nesbitt is. Um, Each of those kids has the ability to come in, play off the wing, play off the bench, presumably. They're both really tough kids, and they're both really athletic, and toughness is something that's needed, and um, they're not afraid to get hit in the mouth, and they're not afraid of contact. So I think those kids are both – if one or both – I know if one reclassified, I would expect Illinois to take them and add them to the 2020 class. I think Weston is a more logical one to reclass because he doesn't have the IHSA eligibility anymore. Um, So they may not be completely done. They may add another top 100 kid. I don't know if Weston would be a top 100 kid in the 2020 class. I don't know exactly how that works, but he is a top 100 kid in the 2021 class. So you're adding a potential top – 100 kid if they're not done and Brandon Weston decides to follow through with what Adam Miller wants him to do and come to Illinois after reclassifying. Yeah, I think, you know, just at the end of the day, knowing that Illinois could still be going for, you know, high transfers or a kid like Brandon Weston, I think it's just a good feeling you have around the program and around the players that are there right now. I know we kind of already touched on this, but just like, feeling really secure in what the coaches are doing and the program and just feeling good that it's trending upward and not flattening out, you know, we're not trending down again, you know, we're Illinois going up continuously now. And I think that's something, like I said, we haven't seen in a while and, you know, fans, the players, everybody around the program hasn't seen that in a while. So I think, I mean, obviously the ending of this year was hard, but I think the most important thing is you have a similar thing to look forward to heading in to 2020-2021 season, you know, and hopefully a similar outcome comes about and we actually get to see a March Madness tournament, see how a player hopefully like Kofi would compete, you know, Trent. And I think you have those older guys like Trent DeMonte who have been around this team for a while and and have been through this kind of up and down 
past few years. And I think those are the guys that are really going to kind of be at the head of this upcoming team because I'm sure they want it more than anybody. They've been through the couple down seasons, their freshman, sophomore year. And now, you know, they're making the names for themselves. You know, Trent as a defender, also DeMonte as a defender, you know, not necessarily your most consistent on offense. Like we said, Trent a little more than DeMonte, obviously, but those guys just stepping up and, you know, being the leaders that they need to be, you know, I just, I think everybody can feel, can feel good about Illinois right now. I agree hundred percent. I think it starts with players buying in and the buy-in of the players seems to be significantly higher than what it was five, 10 years ago under previous coaching staffs, or even when Underwood first got to Illinois. I mean, how often do you see a coaching staff completely scrap their defense between an off season, bring in a new defense and even make significant changes to your offense within the middle of the season and still have that buy-in. There's a significant buy-in amongst these players into Brad Underwood and what he wants to do. And his culture is built. He'll tell you he's a huge culture guy. I feel like he, his first two, three years, all he talked about was culture. And his first two was – I Well, I think his main thing is just – he always says it's not done. It's not done. Exactly. Like, I think his culture is getting to a point where he's very pleased with it. I think he's pleased with where it's at. I mean, when he got to Illinois, he said there's a culture of losing or losing has become accepted here. And Brad Underwood, I think, hates to lose more than he enjoys winning, which I think is like the ultimate sign of a true competitor. Um, And I think his players have bought into that. They're always in the gym. They're always at oven. They're always getting extra workouts in. And whether it's Adam Fletcher saying things like, I don't worry about kids not doing their workouts on the app that they're doing while they're at home in their shelter in place because there's an accountability within the program. And they're all posting that on Instagram. Exactly. They're doing it on Instagram live for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, So yeah. I think just like promote that they're all in and, you know, just to show everybody that, you know, they're still putting the work in, even though they're not all together. I think that's really awesome to see. And I think, I think we've got, I think there's, there's a couple good teams you know, coming down the line. I agree. And it, it can't be overstated enough how much Brad Underwood has done for the program in the last three years. And I think that Josh Whitman hit this higher out of the park. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought he hit it out of the park when it happened in 2017. I think it was 2017. Um, and it just took a little bit longer than I think what people expected, but it takes a long time to rebuild a basketball program, just like it takes a long time to rebuild a football program. And I want to starting to reap the benefits of – tearing it down and rebuilding it the right way. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our quick podcast on the Adam Miller signing. Thank you for listening. Again, this is the Daily Line Eye Sports Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.